the problem. You got all the questions? Shut okay, up. listen to me. Let me hear what I'm saying, okay? I've never seen anything like this. Could cause uh, everybody to freak out. This is a new way and it's a new day. It is broccoli in the microwave. Because consciousness is expanding. This is when you guys are supposed to cheer. Please clap. Are you serious? Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. Because now they respect us. They didn't even respect us. I give you America itself! This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Studio C. C, Senior. It is a dimly lit room. Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And hey, everybody, today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Oh, anything but impeachment. Well, I wasn't. She's not on my mind. Right, sorry. Uh, how about this? Helicopters and sluggers being shot. Yesterday, all day long in the news, you got a helicopter crash in Manhattan. That happens in New York. It's a... Uh, the only thing anybody cares about. I mean, I feel bad for the pilot and everything, sure. obviously. That sort of thing happens. great significance is yeah. none, zero. And old uh, David Ortiz of the Red Sox being shot in Dominican Republic. I'm sorry about that, too. But I heard about it over and over all day long, like extended reports. I mean, I'm sorry, but come I'm not, on. I'm not sure how many people are aware of that. I mean, we, we, uh, we have a, a show based on the West Coast. 99% of national media is based in the... On the East Coast, and particularly uh, D.C. or New York, Manhattan, and inside the Beltway of D.C. Yeah, and uh, so things uh, things that happen in that particular area get way more coverage than if the same sort of thing happened in Los Angeles, for instance, or God knows if it happened in, you know, Phoenix, sure, or something, right? And listen, Helicopter I understand. Helicopter crashes into the top of the building in Phoenix. It's hardly a story. Oh, same right. exact same thing happens. It'll be in the, uh, around the country what our stations are covering in Phoenix. The uh, right. Uh, and I understand aircraft hits building in Manhattan sure. gets a bit of attention, but they knew moments later it wasn't terrorism. It was just a guy in trouble on his helicopter, made a hard landing, and didn't survive, God bless him. But it continued to be the lead story on the national news all day and all evening. And it's just interesting. It's ridiculous. It's interesting how daily media works, which I'm not sure daily media has. N- well, I am sure. I'm positive daily media does not have near the influence that they think it does or that uh, that the media thinks it does or the politicians think it does. I just I just don't think it's that influential. I think most people are smart enough with their regular lives to not take the daily media the way they uh, the way they hand it to us. Right. But right. so they, they had the big stunt there in uh, in D.C. with bringing in John Dean from the Watergate hearings to these faux impeachment hearings. And I kept hearing the cable news channel say it got wiped out by the helicopter crash because that was all the coverage all day long. <laughs> so a major phony story got covered up by a different major phony story in that its significance is phony. It was a real Inflated, helicopter crash, yeah. but its uh, its significance was completely phony. So I don't know what the, I don't know what happens when one phony story yeah. covers up another phony story. Maybe I'm just trying to find gold in a silver mine, in the words of uh, Bernie Taupin, Elton John's lyricist. Maybe I'm just an idiot to try to find anything but garbage on the daily broadcast media. The most interesting news of the last 24 hours to me is Fathead Kim's half-brother, 
who he had assassinated at the airport, was working with the CIA. Oh! How good a story is that? Wow. He was working with the CIA, and I'll bet Kim got word of it, and that's why Adam snuffed at the airport. See, I thought it was just because he saw him as a potential rival. Wow. That'd be, a, be reason enough, a, a Game of Thrones-like reason enough. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Ac- according to this new book that's out, and we'll talk more about that later, where this information came from, all the males in the Kim family have to live uh, you know, with one eye open, because like kingdoms of old, all males are in line for succession, and so the current guy in charge... Um, could possibly wipe them out at any time. Yeah. Because there's this this belief that the family came out of the mountains centuries ago, the main mountain there in North Korea, whatever it's called, and the family's named for that mountain, and they're right. like some sort of mythical creature that came out of the mountains. Exactly. They're gods who descended from on high. <laughs> Which is just insane. Which brings me, the title of the book is absolutely fantastic. It's Anna Fifield, right? Who we've talked Correct. to before? Yeah. What's the title? I but so the reason that he had his half brother snuffed there at the airport is probably because it turned out he was working with the CIA. Wow, wow! I always wonder that. Anytime an American gets snatched or snuffed, it was just a hiker there in Iran. Well, sometimes they're hikers, sometimes they're with the CIA. Yeah, you just you never know, right? Right. Um. Anyway, more on that later. Interesting story. We got uh, we got a reason to start the show now. We'll introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are this morning, Michael? I'm um, doing good, Jack. Um, I got a text from you. You said you turned off the game when Kevin Durant got hurt. And the said- NBA Finals last night I turned off because yeah. the, uh, the best player on the, the floor got hurt, and I, I actually yelled, OF, sitting on my couch. Oh, boy. Turned it off and went to you bed. turned it off. You'd stop even yeah. rooting for and sports. And now the world championship. You are such a chick, and I apologize to all women for that. <laughs> and now the world championship resides in a foreign country, That's which right. is really the, disappointing. The Raptors won by seven, Jack. It's really disappointing that the... It's fake news. Wow. Yeah, really. This is... this is You ought to be work for CNN. Go work for CNN. I turned off. I turned off the basketball game. I worked on my calligraphy. <laughs> with <I didn't>. both hands. <laughs> yeah, he does it no, uh, and right hand simultaneously. That's right. He's in the Guinness Book. Look it up. This anyway. happens to you fairly regularly, Jack. You turn off something and you miss a great ending. Uh, almost uh, always. Almost always. <laughs> Mercurial is yeah. uh, one word. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing very well. Things things going well in uh, in the world of, of Positive Sean. I've kept the house plant alive for a record number of days. That's <laughs> nice. excellent. <laughs> nice. Um, I think you're ready for children. Let's go with the goldfish next. Yeah. Um, Baby steps. Yeah. Uh, but uh, as you guys know, I am a one-issue voter in this upcoming election, and that issue is the age of the candidate. <laughs> and it seems that others are catching, uh, catching wind of this the uh, a new Reuters and Ipsos poll asked U.S. adults about their opinions on presidential candidates' age. Overall, forty-eight percent of respondents said they were much or somewhat less likely to support someone who is older than seventy, while eleven percent said they were more likely to support a candidate over seventy. And I would love to talk to those eleven percent. Yeah, well, wisdom—that's what you got. <laughs> I've been feeling like Biden's too old. Then I heard somebody point out yesterday: you really think people are going to choose a seventy-two-year-old as opposed to a seventy-six-year-old because of age? And I thought, you know, that's a decent point right there. Gradations. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, by the way, I was looking for the title of that uh, book on North Korea. Well, it's on Fathead, really. And the title is "The Great Successor: The Divinely Perfect Destiny of Brilliant Comrade Kim Jong Un." Using phrases directly from North Korean propaganda. Wow. I, I, you know, when my biography is written, I would like something similar to that. 
<laughs> Divinely perfect destiny. Wow, yes. That's good. Yes. Uh, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. And, Joe, I know you are a fan of the follicles of the famous, having in the past expressed a desire <laughs> oh. to buy a lock of Lincoln's hair. Sure, oh, yeah. right, 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 yeah. right. I want to give you this very... Washington Im- sideburns, whatever. Right, right, right. I want yeah. to give you this very important update so you can get prepared. A lock of Ludwig von Beethoven's oh, hair oh, is being auctioned oh, off. Yes! He gave it to a contemporary nearly 200 years ago. Here's a uh, lock of my hair if you'd like it. <laughs> Gee, thanks, Ludwig. <laughs> I've heard this dozens of times in my life, but it yeah. shocks me every single time when giving somebody hair was like a sincere sign oh, yeah. of right. friendship or gratitude. Right. People would right. mail each other's hair back right. and right. forth. And, and, you know, if Whereas now, you'd probably call the police. Right. <laughs> But I mean, he's giving out hair. Keep an eye on him. Maybe, uh, maybe you're a gregarious guy. You make yeah. a lot of friends. You met a lot of people. What do you have? A filing cabinet full of hair? Let's see. Let's see. There's uh, Beethoven's hair. There's Brahms' hair. There's oh, the King of Prussia. That was a good one. Uh, let's see. There's George Washington. There's his hair. Anyway, the hair's being auctioned off at uh, Sotheby's in Britain uh, this week. Uh, they figure it's going to go for about fifteen grand. So if mm. you wanna, you know, if you wanna toss it a bit, Oof. I had budgeted no more than eleven grand for Beethoven's <laughs> hair. But okay. how, how certain are they that it's Beethoven's hair and not just something from a barber shop uh, floor? It's apparently been documented this past weekend. Okay, apparently been documented very carefully. The only thing that I would be interested in is uh, cloning. Clearly, yeah, with clear with 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 current yeah. cloning and DNA technology, how do they not uh, clone uh, Beethoven? Although I would take at least uh, some of it and grind it up and snort it, just because it it would have to help your songwriting, wouldn't it? I mean, how could it hurt? I'd put it in a vial, I'd set it on my piano at home, and then I'd see uh, if it helped me any. Baby, I love you all the time. Oh, yes, I love, oh, yes, I love, oh, I love you. Oh, yes, I love you, I love you, I love you. I, I really do, I really do, I really do, do, do. Yes, see, see? Uh, and you would tape that hair on your forehead when you perform it. <laughs> Right. Hey, yeah, beautiful hair. Help me, Beethoven. Help me. <laughs> like if it was his full-on Beethoven locks that right. I that I know from the drawings. Like right. if he'd been scalped. Skin <laughs> <laughs> dark. I'd wear the Beethoven wig. Around. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, anyway, it's Tuesday, June eleventh, year twenty nineteen. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Here's the official beginning of the show. Now, the great show, the divinely perfect destiny of the brilliant Armstrong and Getty. Here we go. Beginning at Mark. It's quite striking and startling to me that history is repeating itself and with a vengeance. Is that, right. is that dope John Dean who I've never liked? He's always been my least favorite person of the whole Watergate story because he's a weasel. Crooked weasel liar and stunt witness John Dean. I don't think most people realize he's the Michael Cohen of the whole Nixon thing. <laughs> he did whatever was in his best interest up until the point that it was going to turn against him. Then he turned on everybody else. He went to jail and got disbarred, you realize, because right. he's a lying <laughs> creep. History repeats itself, but with a vengeance is the tagline to like a Bruce Willis sequel <laughs> movie. Yeah. That's no a kidding. good point. That's God, a that good was point. so weak. History repeats itself, but with a vengeance. <laughs> this Friday in theaters. 
What are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, the dance continues as impeachment light goes on and on. Again, we've got more on the startling report about North Korean leader Kim Jong-un's murdered half-brother and Canadians reveal their dark side at last night's Warriors-Raptors We game. knew there was a dark side to Canadians, didn't yes. we? How does mailbag look? Oh, it's fine and dandy. We have a, a call for understanding hmm? from a, an eloquent listener. Line's busy. <laughs> oh my excellent I'm afraid you're right <laughs> um boy and a lot of good stuff to get into i hope you can stay with us here on the armstrong and getty show armstrong and getty Two-thirds of people want to get healthier this summer. Two-thirds. That's hilarious. (laughs) I want a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, I want a lot of things. I want a pony. What percentage of those two-thirds will will, will so much as, uh, you know, buy a pair of running shoes to get started down that road? I find that funny. Uh, that's the eternal optimist, I guess. I, I like the one third who's just said, look, let's just be honest here. I'm not going to do anything to get healthier, so I'm going to go ahead and answer no one here. Because I assume everyone wants to be healthier. But that one third saying, yeah, I'm not going to do it. I've been around long enough to realize I'm not going to eat any better. I'm not going to exercise. So. I'm just trying to be the same healthy. <laughs> you know, if I can maintain the status quo. Mailbag. Hey. Hey. Freedom-loving quote of the day from Tony Rosano, passed, around, passed along by Ben the Libertarian. I wear kilts to airports and play grope chicken with the TSA. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't. I, that's not helpful to anybody. They're just trying to do their jobs. Uh, Ed writes, uh, next star witness has been called. Now that John Dean is done testifying, they're going to bring in G. Gordon Liddy. Word on the Hill says they're next. It's Oliver North and Eric Holder. All this uh, while Schiff staffers are looking closely at Lee Harvey Oswald's interrogation tapes, as well as Jack Ruby. This as well as looking to see if they can subpoena Jim Garrison's files on the JFK investigation. They think Donald Jr. may have aided Rafael Cruz in the assassination. The truth will win out. All right. I tell you what. Yesterday was a major step backward for uh, particularly Nadler, but by extension, Schiff and the rest of them. You brought in John Dean. Only to the extent that anybody's paying any attention. Yeah, I guess. I guess. And I don't think most people are. Well, polls show most people aren't. No, no. And that is the strategy, to try to get the people behind the idea so the Senate is forced to boot the president out. Um, but first, they've got to get the Beltway to not be laughing at them. I think I don't. I don't think it helps them at all to have reduced their hearings to mockery uh, yesterday uh, in the within the echo chamber. Uh, here's a frequent correspondent and critic. It is a little hard to make the look. This is very very serious. See how serious it is. I've put on a clown show today. Right. That's what I'm saying. Uh, and well said. Frequent correspondent and uh, often critic Marilyn writes, Don't assume, don't label. A few extremists do not represent a whole group. Extremists on the left no more represent the ideology of progressive liberals than extremists on the right represent the average conservative. 
Too often on your show, though you consider yourselves mostly unbiased, fair-minded, reasonable commentators, you lump progressive liberals with the extremists. I know, I am a progressive liberal, and I do not agree with many thoughts and policies that you accuse uh, liberals of. Do we know what story we're talking about? Well, no, but uh, here's the example. Um, and, and I'm not sure, I don't think Marilyn wrote this, but found it on Facebook and liked it. I, it's not clear, but it doesn't matter. Insane as this will sound to some, you can be passionately pro-choice and not be pro-abortion. You can be outraged seeing toddlers torn from their parents and put in cages and not be for open borders. And you can demand gun laws befitting the circumstances of modern times and not be against the Second Amendment. We are experiencing an epidemic of myopic partisan ignorance, and this beloved country is the worst for it. Well, I will tell you this. You do have the outer 5% controlling most conversations at this point, and everybody's afraid to give an inch on any issue. Um, although, you know, I find some of your phrasing in here to be to be prejudicial, to be overly passionate and designed to evoke an emotional response and not a rational one. Well, I, I think, well, for instance, the way that person described the abortion issue, that's where most people are, according to the polls, right where that person said. But the mainstream media, if I said I wanted to do away with third-term abortion, would treat me like somebody who wants to overturn Roe versus Wade. Right, yeah, yeah. I, I, would, uh, I will say this, though, to Marilyn and, and anybody else who's listening, that, yeah, there's a heck of a lot more overlap in the middle in America on most issues. I mean, we really that's who Joe Biden's going after that. We ought to be able to attend barbecues with each other and hang out and enjoy each other's company and not be angry all the time. I, I certainly try. agree on that. Do I have to do that? Well, just people who enjoy attending barbecues. Obviously, okay. not you. OK, uh, you you and I, I'll, I'll stay at home and fondle Beethoven's hair. <laughs> Marshall's News is next and we'll get into it. Armstrong and Getty. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. I'm reading more of these stats about summer fitness goals for most Americans, and it turns out a lot of us feel like we need to work out before we join a gym (laughs) so that we look better because we don't feel comfortable enough to walk into the gym in our current state. So you're getting in better shape to join the gym so you feel less embarrassed. Cleaning your house for the maid. Exactly. I have done that. Yeah. I think everybody has. I can't let anybody know I live like this. Uh, well, it, you know, it's funny that that's silly. Nobody cares what you look like, or if they do, they're an idiot and, and don't worry about it. But you've often said if you can't discipline yourself to work out three times a week for a couple of weeks before you join a gym, don't join the gym. Now, the biggest lie we all tell ourselves is if I buy this fitness watch or these shoes or that treadmill or that gym membership, then I'm going to work out. Try working out first. Find out that you're going to fail in like uh, two days. And then save your money. Spend it on a cake. <laughs> I'm not sure you have to go in the other direction. No, you've given up. You've given up, so you might as well eat You, you could buy a book. Huh? Nice pair of shoes, but it got to be a cake. <laughs> I, somebody tweeted the other day, I was on the Twitter machine, which is always uh, depressing and leaves you angry and, and a mistake. Uh, and, and there was a Twitter string anti-cake. 
saying it's no pie, it's a garbage dessert. Cake is a fabulous dessert. It's no pie. Let them eat cake. Uh, let's get news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, the dance. I was the one person there at the French Revolution. Marie Antoinette said, let them eat cake. And I said, yes! And the crowd <laughs> looked at me, you idiots! You don't understand at all! <laughs> Well, the dance continues. The chairman of the House Judiciary Committee postponing a move to hold Attorney General William Barr in criminal contempt to Congress. New York Democrat Jerry Nadler says the committee worked out a deal with the Justice Department to get key evidence on obstruction of justice from the Mueller report. Meanwhile, former Nixon White House counsel John Dean was the star witness before the Judiciary Committee saying there are parallels between the Russian probe and Watergate. Lindsey Graham responding to all this. The bottom line is what the House is doing is politically motivated, trying to destroy the Trump presidency. And I can assure you that we're done with the Mueller investigation in the Senate. They can talk to John Dean until the cows come home. We're not doing anything in the Senate regarding the Mueller report. There have been a lot of dumb stunts in my lifetime in Washington, D.C. That's one of the dumber ones. Wow, what a crazy idea. Well, he, he had nothing to say, but yeah, yeah, we were doing crimes then, and yeah, I guess, yeah, maybe they're doing them now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great. Here's, Super. Here's convicted felon and CNN analyst John Dean to give you a fair view of the Trump administration. The Wall Street Journal is reporting North Korean leader Kim Jong-un's half-brother Kim Jong-nam who was killed in a Malaysian airport in 2017, was a CIA informant who met with people from the agency several times. The journal cited a source as saying that, quote, there was a nexus between Kim and the CIA. Kim hadn't lived in North Korea for several years at the time he was killed, and the report said he was likely in contact with the intelligence services of other countries as well. I wonder what his motivation was. He uh, just felt like his brother's out of control and he wants to free his native people? I wonder what his motivation was, because he had to know that was a dangerous thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, the most dangerous thing. I don't know. I I find myself wondering if this is true or if this is an effort to undermine the fat hand himself. Yeah, it could be, and that'd be be perfectly fine if it's fair game. If it's just an effort by our CIA to have uh, Kim nervous. Yeah. Wow, people people all around you are... Are turning. You know, you can't tell right. with Kim and, and what's really going on because um, another person that supposedly was executed showed up over the weekend. So we've had two in the last right. week that had been either machine gunned or fed to dogs or shot out of cannons or whatever that happened. <laughs> exactly. And then they just turn up next to him standing on a stage somewhere. Wait a minute. Oh. This time, let's shoot him out of a cannon into the mouth of an awaiting tiger. What do you think, boss? And in this case, it was that pop star that he had fallen right. in love with or something that we'd heard years ago we executed, and she turned up on stage with him at age 40-something over the weekend. Wow. Yeah, wait a minute. But back to uh, Fathead's brother. Yeah. There are a lot of ways to compromise somebody and to get him to work, and, and maybe it was willing or enthusiastic. Maybe he was motivated by you know his brother or what have you, but it also could be that they caught him bad-mouthing his brother. And said, listen, we got you on tape. It'd be a shame uh, if uh, your brother heard this stuff. Why don't you just uh, give us this information from time to time, and we'll just keep that tape to ourselves. They might have compromised him that way. The guy might be totally into coke and hookers, or, or what, have you, what have you, and they're you know feeding that to him. Well, who knows? Sure. Something tells me yeah. that the Kim family uh, it doesn't end up a great moral character, being the sons of uh, whatever his name, Fathead uh, Sr., um, 
uh, you know, it probably doesn't lead you to a good, honest, hardworking lifestyle, being the son of a brutal dictator who, uh, if I recall correctly, Papa was addicted to porn and brandy, right? At least that's what they said. Hell of a golfer, though. He made 18 consecutive holes in one yeah, on day, right. which is not easy, which is a solid round. <laughs> I mean, really, his ball striking was fantastic. His putting was, well, it's hard to say because he never had to putt. Video game services are now more popular than regular paid TV services among American millennials. New survey by the accounting firm Deloitte examined the services millennials use for entertainment these days. And according to them, 53% of them pay for a gaming subscription like Xbox Live, PlayStation Plus, or World of Warcraft, and only 51% said they pay for TV using cable, satellite, or fiber. A growth industry. How would I make the argument, if like if my son was 22, how would I make the argument that he should get Dish or cable or whatever? All his favorite shows are right. on Netflix or, or Hulu. Right. He doesn't watch many shows to start with, so what would the argument be for signing up? I don't know why this would be astounding news to anybody. Right. Uh, if I were to call my 24-year-old son and, and suggest he get cable, he would be completely <laughs> mystified. So I can what? Are you are you serious, Dad? Did you just start working for the cable company? And even the TV. Are you going to call John Dean as a witness next? This is bizarre. Even the TV's yeah. own industry awards gives all the awards every year to, to, to Netflix and Hulu and all these different paid services. So what, I don't even understand what the point would be. Meanwhile, last night in Toronto. Thompson, one fake, one dribble, one shot. Got it! Golden State retakes the lead. What a turnaround for the Warriors. Warriors beat the Raptors in Game 5, 106-105. But earlier in the game, Kevin Durant got injured, went down. Achilles went out on him, it looks like. So he is down and out. I would like to point out that my... Record as an amateur on-air talk show host, medical diagnostic expert, yes, is uh, unsullied. The yep. Association of Amateur Talk Show Host uh, Diagnostic Specialists just gave me four stethoscopes. As soon as <laughs> he, highest rating, that uh, is. <laughs> thank you. Uh, no, as soon as he went down because I've had that injury, I yeah. said, "Nope, he's done." And sure enough, he came back for a quarter and a half. Was it yesterday? And was great. He, oh, yeah. he was. He's, yeah. he's a monster. Uh, but he made a standard basketball move. It's not like he stepped on somebody's foot or anything like that, and it went out on him. It was a hell of a brave attempt to come back, but th- there's just no rushing that injury. It's going to take a long time to heal. Sorry, New York Knicks or whatever your team is right. that you're hoping you get him. I'm not. I don't know what his situation is going to be. Who knows? Uh, you know, he'll, he he will probably be as good as gold in six months. Or so. You'd have to hope with your $300 million or whatever you're spending. Yeah. Can you get Lloyds of London to uh, insure that stuff? (laughs) There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. We got important stuff, and then we got stuff like this that I love. Five signs you're stressed at work. Huh? That's good stuff right there. If you don't know you're stressed this at is, work, right, this is, uh, these are the signs. Presumably, this is for someone who is stressed at work, but unaware of it. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to help you out, among other things we've got coming up. Five signs you're really angry. <laughs> Number one, you feel angry. 
So we'll, we'll have that for you in moments. <laughs> Fantastic. Ooh, Supreme Court. Are they going to look at silencers after that mass shooting uh, a couple of weeks ago, in which the guy had a silencer? Noise suppression devices, Jack. That's a term I prefer because they don't silence, actually. They make gunshots somewhat quieter. Another issue that was interesting the Supreme Court decided not to take up this week. We'll hit you with all those, among other things, on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Signs you're stressed at work, so perhaps you're stressed and you just don't know it. Mm. Got that for you. Need to get or in touch per- with yourself. Perhaps you're not stressed, and now you see these signs, you know that you should be stressed. Wow, I've been stressed all along, and I thought it was fine. Um, as interesting as what a Supreme Court decides in a case is what cases they decide to take and not. They 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 turn down a lot of cases. Sure. They don't take that many. The vast either. majority, yeah. And uh, Supreme Court, this is just out, Supreme Court rejects challenges to gun silencer laws days after Virginia Beach Massacre, which was a terrible thing. And the guy was using a silencer, as they call them. And uh, so there was some talk of whether or not there'd be some movement one way or the other or that. So a couple of guys got convicted of uh, having silencers illegally and ran it up the old flagpole to see if it could be part of the whole Second Amendment, that a right to bear arms includes silencers. The Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals had upheld both of their convictions for having illegal silencers, ruling that or failing to register them, ruling that a silencer is not a bearable arm protected by the U.S. Constitution. All right. So that's where we are on that. All right. And the Supreme Court said, yeah, we'll just leave that alone. You ever fired a uh, gun with a noise suppression device on it, Jack? I don't know. I have not. I don't think so. No, I, I heard a I may tape have, I don't remember. It. it makes it somewhat quieter. Uh, which would be nice just for your hearing, um, you know, if you're at a range or something like yeah, that. Well, you ought to wear your protection anyway. Yeah, I, I, will, I would like to have one just for just so my gun's not so loud. Right, but it's absolutely not the <laughs> of spy movies. But guns are, people that don't shoot guns have no idea how loud they are. Oh, yeah. They're definitely loud. Like, if one goes off near you, you can't hear anything for a long time. Right. Yeah, I think about that. If, God forbid, it should ever happen that I have to use one of mine. In my house, uh, I've, I've thought about as I've uh, w- mentally worked through the logistics of, all right, finding cover and the rest of it. You've got to train, Jack. You know this. you got to train. Um, but I think, okay, now I've got to keep in mind that I will be deaf if I pull the trigger for quite some time. How do I handle that? You don't hear anything. According to people in combat, the cone of silence comes down over you mm. with the stress and the concentration. Right. Everything goes quiet. That I believe, but you yeah. know, my I have the hearing of a Peruvian fruit bat normally, so Fantastic. without that sense, I will be, you know, reduced. Five signs you're stressed at work, Joe. Hurry up! Do the list! Do you find yourself snapping at coworkers? <laughs> Step number one. How many times are you going to tease this stupid feature before you get to it? No, oh, it is stupid. <laughs> Number one sign you're stressed at work, you rarely take a break. Is visiting the bathroom a luxury? If you struggle to fit the necessary things in or you're eating lunch at your desk every day, your stress level's probably high. I got a gallon jug under my desk. I just, I gotta, I gotta keep at the work. I just go home with pants soaked through with urine. Because <laughs> I don't leave my desk. Yeah, but the boss is impressed. And tell you what, that Jack, he's serious about his work. 
<laughs> we call them old pee pants. It's it's a compliment. Another sign you're stressed at work. You always need to drink after work. Happy. I don't, I don't need to. I like to. This is even dumber than I originally thought it was going to be. <laughs> Happy hour should be about relaxing and socializing. If you're more focused on the alcohol itself, it might be a crutch you're using to deal with all the stress you're under. Mm. <laughs> well, there's some truth to that. That's why but, I bought it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, whatever. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. You know, they pay you significant amounts of money. Because otherwise you wouldn't do it. <laughs> I kind of feel you know? like certainly past a certain salary, certainly past like minimum wage, you should be under some stress. Right. You got a job to do. It ought to be challenging. Or I'm not giving you enough to do, or it isn't hard enough. And, and, or something. And, and frankly, and you've known plenty of I people. I mean that if you're not stressed like you're doing a perfectly good job and no stress, I should have a live tiger in the room <laughs> to add stress to your job. No. No. Just means you're probably under um, uh, under pressured if you have no stress at your job. Every time I enter the room, I'm either going to uh, issue you a new task or burn you with a curling iron. <laughs> so there's a little stress. Uh, n- no, it's uh, we've all known people with drone jobs or government jobs where you just everybody around you says, "Hey, just slow down. Don't get the work done." It's, it's, I've never had a job you can't get fired from. I can't even imagine what that feels like. But that's no way to live. People who feel challenged every day are much happier people. I've felt stressed every job I've ever had. Always. I don't think to any to the point that I'm miserable or anything like it, but yeah, I'm stressed. I want to keep this job. I got a family to feed, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's what a job is. Sure. Um, it's hard to concentrate. That's another sign you're stressed at work. Zoning out a lot might mean you've got too much of the stress hormone cortisol in your system. Mm. It can make you forgetful. There you go. Have I done number three yet? I already did number three. See, I've forgotten already. I get it. Number four, you've been getting a lot of headaches. Worry equals stress, which means you clench your muscles and cause tension headaches. Boy, that's true. Can be. Many things cause headaches. That's one. I don't know if I'm lucky or unlucky, but my personal life has been more stressful than my job most of my life. Mm. I don't know if that's good or bad. But. It's, well, it's something. <laughs> I'm not sure. Shouldn't raising a... kids be harder than your job? Uh, uh, yes. Well, yes. Certainly more consequential. Yeah. Unless you're a brain surgeon or something. Sure. And I'm not. No. No, you're not. Still time. That's right. A lot I mean, of people reinvent themselves in middle age. You I could, mean, uh, surely for the how are you with a knife? You sure, ever whittle? Surely for the most part, the decision you're making on this child's this or that is a bigger deal than whatever you got going on at work most of the time, isn't it? Right. Well, I would say even in brain surgery, there are much more clearly delineated guidelines than there are in parenting. You'd Man, it's, a, it's judgment call after judgment call. Oh yeah, everything's gray. Yeah, everything. Yeah. Um. I mean, unless your kid stabs the cat. I mean, don't do that's that. A, that's Stop a no. stabbing. That's the cat. A, we can't have that. Yeah, you're not going to crush their will or their. But crate. Dad, what if the cat? No, don't stab the cat. You're ruining is, his creativity. This is black and white. You're ruining his creativity, not letting him stab the cat. Oh boy, there are people who actually believe that. Oh, yes. I know. I yeah, know. I know you know. Um, <laughs> number five uh, sign you're stressed at work. You lie in bed staring at the ceiling. <laughs> Stress hormones can keep you up at night, and watching TV or using your phone can make it even worse. Yeah. Look, close the blue light blocks the sleep. Now you're off to f- why phones are causing you not to I sleep. This That's was a, about the ceiling. It's a different list. How your phone is keeping you awake is a different list. 
Right. Wait a minute. This then is some sort of hybrid listicle. <laughs> they only had four things. They needed the five to get to the, the, the half round number thing. That's how they get you. It's like a, a, a pivot clickbait. Number five on the first list is number one on the next. <laughs> and you just keep clacking and clacking. Who's got legitimate stress at work? I mean, you could definitely justify like it's stress beyond what we were just talking about. Every job should have some level of stress. They're paying sure. you to show up. Right. Yeah. And perform something. And you can get fired if you do a bad job. So there's some stress involved with that. And that's just part of being a human being. But like being a cop is a different level. Or a lot of people don't, maybe the job duties aren't that stressful, but their job, their boss, say, is verbally abusive or incompetent and you're constantly covering up for them or dishonest or whatever. And that causes lots of stress. Yeah, I had a mean boss once. And the, the main stress of that job was just him, his, you never knew when he was going to go off about what, which yeah. is a stressful way to live. Or perhaps you work in an industry with constantly declining revenue and uh, people are feeling a little pressured. So That's got to be terrible. So the brain surgery guy, is he just, if he makes a mistake, does he think, you know what, there'll be another brain here tomorrow? You just, you do your best. You go home, you come back, and there's a new brain in front of you. I knew, this time you try not to uh, make a mistake. I knew a brain surgeon for a while, as you may recall, uh, turned out to just be a terrible human being. The brain surgeon? Yeah, I, 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 I could not think less of him. Really? That's interesting. On the, well, it, although... You know, I don't want to get too much into it, but or maybe it's not he's like a lot of people who are n- nasty people. He was brought up poorly and is just a little twisted. I don't know why I found that interesting. There should be no, uh, the, the, you should have the same uh, colorful palette of human uh, kind at, at, among brain surgeons as any other line of work, I suppose. Right, right. No, it's, you know, he had a very, very tough upbringing where he was compelled to be a super achiever, and he was just mean. He was just mean as a snake. But he he did, at times of not being mean, I had to ask him questions like that. And he said, um, you have to detach yourself to be the best brain surgeon you can be. Otherwise, you'd be too nervous. Mm. And he said once, you have to say, I'm not going to make their problems my problems. I'm going to do my best to fix them, and that's all I can do. And then you move on. Wow, and I understand that you can't be freaked out, um, but that's uh, got to be pretty stressful work. What do you think of your brain? You have any comments on that? You would just sneer at me a lot, so you know. Quit judging my brain. Armstrong and Getty.